Good morning. Welcome to Good Vibes with Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast. And let's get the day started out with. Uh, today it's Wednesday. It's a mix it up Wednesday. Um, I think this is Variety episode 27. I'm still trying to edit episode uh, Variety episode 25, so stay tuned. I will have that out. I know I'm going out of order, but um, I wanted to make um, an episode with the current thoughts in mind. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Think and Grow Rich. Um, thank you uh, to Momo and Jojo Ray on their station. They're undertaking this book. And I started reading or re-looking at what I have read so far. And there's been some interesting aspects of this book that I revisited. I highlighted before. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about um, when sometimes just have you have you got the blues a little bit how to uh, definitely uplift your spirits how to give yourself a different perspective and give yourself a break um, we're going to talk about forgiveness um, you know definitely something that has been talked about before but it's definitely important to revisit um, forgiveness and forgiving yourself um there's been a couple podcasters that i've been listening to lately and i have not been posting as much as frequent as i would like but i am learning about the fine tools of editing i'm learning about layering um i have been watching youtube videos um and so forth so on and so forth so it's definitely been a good perspective so we're going to be right back in just a moment and we're going to talk about the things that we've learned uh, a little bit about Think and Grow Rich from Napoleon Hill. And we're also going to talk about so much more. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. Okay, and we're back. So uh, the first subject matter uh, at hand is I was rereading uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And I've definitely, one of the things that I like to do, if you're buying a book for self-development, buy a paperback and have a pencil and a highlighter. And the reason why I suggest this is because you're going to come across sections of sometimes these books, business books, whatever, personal development that you're going to want to highlight. Um, to go back to. So when you read something, it's like, Oh, aha. I, I remember reading this. This is why this is important. And I do it. I, you know, I have, this is probably why not many of my friends will probably borrow books from me, but, um, my own personal library is very valuable to me. Um, and so on and so forth. So, um, one of the chapters that as I was revisiting, it really caught my attention. It's called specialized knowledge. Personal experience is personal experiences or observations, chapter five in Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. So there was a couple areas that are really highlighted um, or really made a difference um, to me as I was reading them. And I'm going to read some of them and I'm going to skip around. So forgive me. I want you to take the opportunity to relook at this book and take, you know, personal notes yourself. And, um, I also want to give credit to Momo and Jojo Ray on their podcast. I think it's like two girls in one book. I think that's the title of their podcast. So, um, I don't want to take anything away from what they they're doing, but definitely encourage something on my own show and go and take a, a listen to their show. Um, they're probably going to be doing it by a bi-weekly, I believe. So, 
um, props to them as they take on that journey. Anyhow, um, so the first thing that I that really stood out that I highlighted in this particular chapter, um, it says the missing link in all systems of education known to civilization today will be found in the failure of educational institutions to teach their students how to organize and use knowledge after they acquire it. Many people make the mistake of assuming that because Henry Ford had little schooling, he is not a man of education. Those who make this mistake do not know Henry Ford, nor do they understand the real meaning of the word educate. The word derives from a Latin edu educado, meaning educe, to draw out, to develop within. Hmm. That's a very, very impactful uh, uh, paragraph. You know, how many times have you, well, actually, excuse me, let me rephrase this. Um, a lot of people have gone back to school and had to get retrained because of the industry and demands of commerce has changed um, in a technological age. A lot of us have gone back to school, have gotten educations, but have they led us to dead ends? Now, back in, I think it was 2009, I believe, when President Barack Obama took office, one of his first acts that he was really interested in was to retool America by educating. But what the problem with that was, is, you know, they were offering people to go back to school for a discounted price, uh, school funding, whatever you want to call it. They, um, they got, if you wanted to go back to school and say like your job was working for a department store that no longer exists and needs a perfume specialist, we'll just give it that one. But you wanted, okay, well, maybe I should get in the tech industry. Maybe I should get into product development in the tech industry. So um, there'd be these pop-up schools like ITT Tech, MTI, um, you know, so on and so forth. All these little techie schools that would sometimes offer dead ends and really didn't have much of an authority to be able to teach the subject matter. So they kind of give them like a sample of uh, software development, um, programming, or coding. And kids or people would be leaving these schools thinking they could be able to use this, but when they would go apply for a job, well, what work experience do you have? Oh, that, or they would be told, oh, you're, you're, the knowledge that you have, I, I commend you on it, but it's not adequate enough for to work in our particular field. So people would be getting neglected. Or for another example is a, uh, there I'd see all these advertisements go back to school, become a nurse, but they didn't know what kind of nurses were there. So a lot of them would be medical assistants, LVNs, dental assistants, dental hygienist assistants. And it's like, yeah, there is a need, but hospitals nowadays have cut back on the support staff and required more on the well-trained, more educated, specialized, trained um, staff, such as registered nurses. And as I, I can say this on a personal um, experience, because I've worked with the medical industry and the legal industry, um, for example, PAs, uh, physician's assistants, basically, it's kind of like a doctor, but they only went through one year of medical school, they have some background training as an RN or registered nurse. And they're able to prescribe or um, diagnose a patient without having to take the time of a full MD. 
So what that does is, is like they're going off frequency of a patient um, um, ailments. So that could be a problem. So anyway, so he talks really about that, you know, in this chapter and he kind of talks about like, if you are just ex- thinking that you're going to make it and grow rich on basic knowledge or just a survey knowledge, no, you're always going to be having to be a learner. No matter what stage in life, you're always going to be a student. So that's something very, very important to uh, definitely check out. Then there was another section that, um, you know, uh, that really, I think this could actually impact your children. Um, On page 84 on Think and Grow Rich of chapter 5, this section is called, It Pays to Know How to Purchase Knowledge. Um. This is first of all, decide the sort of specialized knowledge you require and the purpose in which it's needed to a large extent, your major purpose in life, the goal toward which you are working will determine the knowledge you need with the question settled. Your next move requires that you have an accurate information concerning and dependable sources of knowledge. The more important are these. A, one's own experience in education. B, experience in education available through cooperation of others. C, colleges and universities. D, public libraries through books and periodicals in which you may be found of all the knowledge organized by civilization. And E, special special training courses through evening classes and distance learning courses in particular. Now, what that basically means is, is like, say like you want to specialize in something and here would be a specialized, I, I guess you could say career for the medical staff. Um, you want to be an x-ray tician, but x-ray um, technician, but you want to specialize in MRIs and CAT scans. There is that available. Now there's plenty of x-ray techs but those who specialize in those particular fields may get more attention and might be more hireable than anyone else. And for your children, don't just, don't just feed your kid the idea. I want you to go to college and I want you to be great. Like one of the things that I want my 11 year old daughter that I'm doing differently from my other kids is, is that I've been telling her, look, you know, I've been finding an interest, what she likes for now. And she's interested in dentistry. She's interested in orthodontics. And I'm like, that's amazing, Bella. That's really great. I'm really happy for you. So, you know, all along I've been, we've, me and her mother, we have been encouraging her to emphasize the study of sciences and mathematics because those specific fields now are, they're the less attention getting. They are the more difficult, um, I guess, thoughts of training or philosophies. Um, Constantly, I hear people, adults and children say, math is too hard. I was just not a math student. But the thing is, if you never practice to be a math student, if you never practice to be good at math, how do you expect to be good at it? You know, a lot of times when we reach those upper divisional mass, and I'm going to admit it, you know, like statistics, geometry, trigonometry, and um, calculus, they're not no easy feats. But what is going to work 
is understanding them to a certain aspect. Um, geom I'll, and I'll give you an example for con um, construction people or people in dimensional measurements. Um, geometry is going to matter because they're measuring space, time, width, density, and all that stuff. So, learning how to be really good at geometry could actually really benefit you. Um, with uh, the new age and era, analytics are coming way more important. So, um, physics, even trigonometry, and beginning calculus are going to matter in the future because. They're going to measure the amount of frequencies and assume theories of what's going to get people's attention and what's going to be needed for the future in, in uh, those, those jobs. So, um, you know, I've definitely been working on my daughter of pointing her out like, okay, you want to be a dentist? Let's be an orthodontist. Do you want to be a child orthodontist? And we go over the colleges. That's another thing is like, where are you spending? Are you programming your money and your child to a sp specific educational source? So do you really want to pay for your kid just to go to a trade school or a university that's going to get them to the next level of going, you know, to dentistry school or, or even further that not just going to dental school, but orthodontics in dental school. So they're focused and they have a special field. And as I've talked to friends overseas and people that I know, a lot of them focus on mathematics, humanities, and they do get them to focus on what specialty do you want to go for. So having a specialty and, and keeping an open mind is going to be a really, really, really big deal in the long term, long term future. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. So here's kind of like a warning um, that Napoleon Hill gave on page 86. And uh, some areas that I highlighted says many will be forced to change their occupations entirely. When a merchant finds that a certain line of merchandise is not selling, he usually supplements uh, or sub subplants it with another in its demand. That is in a demand. The person whose business is that of marketing their services must also be efficient to the merchant. If their service services do not bring adequate returns in one occupation, they must change to another where broader opportunities are available. The person who stops studying merely because they have finished school is forever and hopelessly doomed mediocrity or doomed to mediocrity, no matter what they're calling. The way of success is the way of continuous pursuit of knowledge. Let us consider specific instance. So that's kind of interesting in itself because, I mean, I'm reading that whole paragraph. It's like we are facing that. Technology is here. AI is here. Um, robotics is coming into play. You know, a lot of the fear that's being peddled, people don't know where their place in life is going to be in life, in commerce, and society. You can't just depend on um, working for a com company anymore and that that's going to carry you all the way through, through retirement. Are you specialized? And are you, you know, don't just go get an education, but get an education that's going to work for your goals. So, um, creating a vision board, creating a goal, um, where you see yourself really researching your career field and seeing, does it have growth potential for the future is really going to matter. So, 
um, before you go on to that computer technician training uh, course, I want you to think about, okay, are you asking companies, do they really need you? And what are their needs that they see in the moment? So it's really going to matter um, in the long term. So think about that. Well, that's the whole, this is this part, particular part of the chapter of Think and Grow Rich from Napoleon Hill. I would highly suggest you go and check the book out. There's lots of great stuff, lots of things you can learn and we can develop. So stay tuned. We're going to hear a word from our sponsor and we'll be right back. And we're back again. So this particular part of the episode is called blues. You know, are you, do you have the blues right now? Are you a little depressed? Are you feeling a little bit of a, eh, you know what I mean? Um, I've been feeling it a little bit lately and I don't know why, but I am paying attention to my environment. What is around me? Is my room clean? Do I have things in order? Am I taking care of the things that I need to take care of? Have I been putting too many things on the shelf? These are all things that can lead up to your blues, or maybe you're not feeling strong enough in your daily walk. Um, maybe uh, relationships aren't working out for you. Maybe a friendship has fallen off. Maybe someone died uh, for me personally. Um, someone recently died that was important to me to an extent. One of my f- good friends, David, uh, passed away uh, two nights ago. Um, he was uh, probably in his 50s, I'd have to say. And um, David has definitely been through the ringer. Um, I met him in my church group, my men's group, and we do readings. And it's a really good thing. And missing David has really made a little bit of an effect on me. And I wish you well, David. I wish you rest in peace. But we're going to get right onto the topic. So what if you're feeling just blues? It just life is not turning out the way you want it. Well, um, I think that's a really, really big deal. Like pay attention to your feelings because your feelings can dictate your reactions towards people and your responses. And just remember a reaction is not always the same as a response. Sometimes a response is a more careful and calculated um, event where you thought it out and it's better that you thought it out than just automatically reacted. So um, some of the things that I'm going to recommend right now um, is meditation, even if it's just a couple seconds. So here's a good way of getting yourself a little bit, and this is just suggestion and professional courtesy, um, sit in a place where you're quiet, where you're not going to be disturbed for about five minutes. And what I want you to do is, is sit in a comfortable position. Um, If you want to cross your legs, cross your legs, rest your hands. Um, You can try to sit upright, but don't try to slouch. Um, Just close your eyes and put yourself in a steady breathing. So um, to help start that out, what I do is I'll sit. And I think of, okay, I have some thoughts that are not working for me right now. Where do I go to becoming positive? Well, a lot of people will suggest gratitude will be the first thing that you should focus on. So um, maybe start thinking about your children, you know, the beautiful moments you've had with your children, or maybe with your spouse, you know, maybe with your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. Just start breathing, close your eyes, think of the wonderful thoughts. Like a good example would be, you know, just take a deep breath in, go, 
hold it in for a second and blow it out slowly as you think about whom, what, or whatever it was a good time in your life. Just think about, okay. You know, so you're breathing in that steady pattern and don't force yourself. Just, you know, focus on those and we'll be right back in just a minute. Sorry about that. I was uh, briefly interrupted. So I was giving some suggestions on how to basically, you know, slowly start to meditate. And some people think the meditation takes, takes like this training, takes like this huge, um, like Zen state that you can get into. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of different teachers of meditation. Uh, matter of fact, um, there's a podcaster here. Um, if you're seeking how to learn more about deeper meditation, um, deeper soul searching, um, reflection, so on and so forth. Um, there's a station called strong body, strong soul with Maria Humphreys. Uh, she's a meditation teacher. She's also a physical trainer. So maybe she can give you some tips on how to better your life. So personal shout out to Maria Humphreys. Um, anyway, getting back to the blues, as we were talking about, um, so some people focus on gratitude. Some people focus on what is going on good or, you know, just like something they bought, uh, something that gave them some kind of good feeling and peace. So, um, that's really a big indicator of where your state of mind, state of being is at. If you can't even do that, then we have to look at the symptoms of what got you to the blues. Maybe it's your work position got you in a, you got, you did something where it was bad and it's like, oh man, I'm stuck with this. I have to deal with this situation. I have to, I have to adjudicate, I, I, whatever it has to be, you're accountable for the situation that you got yourself into. Or what about the really deeper personal issues? Um, a lot of people nowadays don't feel like they're good enough for themselves. Yeah, forgiveness. Uh, forgiveness is a big deal. Now, just remember, there's quite a few different readings and, and studies for forgiveness, what you can do with it, how it's approached, what your belief system um, with forgiveness. It all you know, it can be very important. And did you ever possibly think that maybe it's now time to start forgiving yourself? So what that basically means, according to a book uh, that I read a while back, it's called Forgiveness for Good, A Prescription for Health. Um, it basically tells you, it breaks down the beginning chapters of what forgiveness is and what it's not. One, it's not for the other person to say it's okay. It's it's really forgiveness is so that you can move on with your life. See, like you felt an incredible amount of guilt and shame. Now, guilt and shame should only temporarily exist in your mind, but you can be the keeper of shame and guilt. So let's take a moment to analyze yourself. And I'll use my own personal example, something that I feel ashamed for. Um, I guess I'd have to feel like, I feel ashamed for lying about my background, where I came from. Um, I made an episode called Embrace Yourself. Um, it was really, really important. 
that embracing your own story was really important. And for a long time, I used to lie a lot about where I came from, who my parents were. Um, I used to make up what I was all the time. And it just carried on and on and on and on and on and on, even into my adult years. And even now I'm still, you know, I'm dealing with some of those issues, but what I've taken on myself is, is I have decided to seek professional help with that exact area of my life, the inadequacy feeling or not feeling good enough. But where did it all come from? It was the lack. So say like my, one of my examples was my father not being in my life. No one, I needed a father to show me to become a man, you know, because I never felt like I was a man's man, you know what I mean? Like I was always fighting for this approval. Like I'm a man, I'm strong. But in the long run, what I ended up coming out to find was all this burdens that I was putting on myself. And instead of looking at the obstacles that I had been through as accomplishments, I looked at them as like things where I don't feel good enough. And you know, that's a lot of people's problem nowadays. They, they don't know how to forgive yourself. So one of the few practices that I would suggest for starting to forgive yourself, look at yourself and just take one thing that you really feel bad about. And where did it come from? Maybe it's because you're not rich. Maybe it's because you had bad parents, but your parents are no longer responsible for you after you're 18 years old. So what is going to make you in the present tense feel good about forgiveness? Well, I guess I would have to say in my own personal reflection, forgiveness came, you know, really mattered when something that may offended me, maybe in my past, no longer bothers me now. You know, if, um, say like, the word here's one. Um, I used to pride myself in calling myself an asshole. Sorry about that, but it's it's the truth. Um, that I wouldn't taking any shit from anybody. And the more that I projected that, the more negative of a reaction that I gave to myself. Um, I didn't really look into why I was being so proud, but then I started looking at the source of where it came from. Now, I'm not proud of this, but a personal family member had been calling me that since I was a little boy. Anytime I my attitude or whatever I did was counterproductive to them, they decided to call me an asshole. So in order to feel power of strength, I'm like, okay, fine. You want to keep calling me an asshole? I'll be an asshole. But the thing is, is like, what was I doing to myself? I was tearing myself down and I wasn't forgiving myself. I was putting my emotions in somebody else's hands. And so when they called me an asshole, it was kind of like, well, this is, they've said it. I agree with them. Obviously I am. How do I stop being an asshole? I might as well just admit it. I'm in trouble. But that kind of shame doesn't do anyone any justice. So if you're doing that, if you're calling yourself, even for you ladies out there, if you're calling yourself a bitch, and I, I mean that word, bitch. I've heard it, other podcasters discuss it. It's not a good thing. Never claim a negative remark about yourself. Do not be proud of being an animal that really can hurt. You know, when I hear that, when I hear women talk about, oh, I'm, I'm a bitch then. 
you know, or when they, even they're joking on yes, bitch, you know, it's, it's not cool. And actually my respect goes out for them. So if you're wanting respect, there's other ways of doing it without affirming to that particular word. And it, we're not going to genericize it and make it acceptable. It's not socially acceptable to me because the people I look up to do not call themselves assholes, bitches, or dicks, you know? If you're doing that self, stop it. Start forgiving yourself of what you can do. What can we do with what we're feeling? We got to unload the shame. And it's like, you know what? I do not make that agreement or associate myself with that attitude or that word. That's the best thing you can do. You know what I mean? It really is literally the best thing you can do to start forgiving yourself and you say, you know what? I'm all right. There's not, there's going to be people that, are, that don't like me, don't care about me, or maybe I've rubbed, rubbed the wrong way, but you know what? My apologies, you know what? But I'm going to continue being me and I'm going to focus on the better things for being me. So take note and forgiveness. Forgiveness is, you know, if you're raised by bad parents, it's okay. It's okay. We, there's a lot of us who've had toxicity in our lives and even from childhood, even single parent families. I mean, a lot of toxicity comes from that. You know, my mom, for example, didn't know how to deal with her own toxicity and it was generations of taught being how to be toxic, you know, and my mom having to raise three kids, kids on her own didn't help. Yeah. My dad was a deadbeat. Yeah. My dad was a drug addict. He decided to leave his family. That's his choice. But what is your choice as a single parent is, is to carry on the positive attitude because you know what? Be thankful. You are able to take care of a child, to encourage them. Look at your own example. And if you're not proud of your example, start being proud of your example. Start learning how to talk to your children and don't just raise your voice or offer to beat their ass. You know, it's not really going to do anything, you know, because those things long-term carry on. I have a few friends absolutely beautiful human beings. And they're amazing. They're so amazing. I admire them so much, but yet they tear themselves down. You know, I've seen one of my friends is a, a Spartan athlete. He's a, what do they call a trifecta? That means he's performed in three different Spartan races and in a competitive rate. And he achieved his goal and he liked that admiration. I'm a trifecta, blah, blah, blah. But yet his downfall is, man, my dad used to beat me and used to tell me I'm not good enough. So this is just, yeah, this is to him, you know, I am good enough. So it's like, but you're an adult. You know what I mean? You're an adult. Let that go. Learn to let go. If you don't know how to let go, I suggest seek professional help. Um, it doesn't mean you're crazy. It just means that you need someone to help you coach and develop you becoming a better person without those hangups. Um, I have another friend. Oh my God. She is so gorgeous. She's beautiful. But her number one problem is, is like, I don't feel like I'm good enough because men are a certain way. They're always assholes to me. They always use me. They always do this. And I'm just like, really? You look like that. And you're accusing men of being always this way. And I offered as a friend, I said, like, look, I'm a friend. I have no interest in you. I have a girlfriend. You know, I admire you because you have a great personality. 
And yet my compliment was kind of dismissed because I wasn't attractive to her or attracted to her when I wasn't pursuing her. So her association of acceptance and beauty and grace all were dependent on how her parents raised her. Oh, my parents didn't give me that much of affection. They were over hard. Once they said, once I got married once, that's it. That's, you know, that's maybe their cultural design, you know? And yeah, I see the value in it, but let's face it. If you got married before you're 27, you got a lot of hormonal changes. You got a lot of things to go through and not to knock those people who did manage to do that and married and have managed to carry on a successful marriage. But maybe a lot of us aren't equipped properly. Maybe you weren't encouraged to be in the emotional control that you need to be to handle a marriage because each party in a marriage, man and woman, takes a lot. It takes training. It really does. Because for example, if you're not a cook and you're a woman and you want to get married to a guy who doesn't cook himself and let alone you want to bring children into this world, you're thinking that, okay, it's just going to take care of itself. But here's the fact. Facts. You don't know how to cook. You're not a good house cleaner. All these things really matter when you're in a marriage because you're dependent on each other, you know? And then you start resenting your spouse because they're not doing the same thing. Well, if you didn't measure them in the beginning of your march together and learning how to develop to become better people, who's to blame? No one but you. Say like you don't know how to cook and your budget is you're spending 10 to $30 a day, a day or more just to go out to eat, buying meal preps, so on and so forth. And your nutritional value is horrible. You got diabetes or you, you don't exercise, you're overweight, you're tired. You know, all these things are a result because you didn't pay attention, but we're not here to really ridicule yourself, you know, um, that, and that's the thing is, it's like, you got to build yourself up, you know, and like my friend, you know, she got, she's been married twice and had two husbands that didn't work out for her. And, you know, she was telling me that how her, her recent ex-husband was not done with his past life of his past relationship ended up, they ended up splitting up and he went back to an ex-girlfriend. Well, if you weren't paying attention while you were dating and they used you as security, um, I'm sorry. I, I really am sorry, but you need to say, okay, I've experienced that. I've got to let go. And it's time to move on to set up for the right person to be in my life. So forgiving yourself of that decision, a marriage didn't work out, whatever relationship didn't work out. It's Okay you know, let it go. Be thankful. And they did you a favor by letting you go or you leaving them. And you basically got to the point where it's just like, okay, what are going to help me make the right decisions for tomorrow? And forgiving yourself is one of the first steps. So the two examples of the two people that I've given high achievers. And like I said, my friend, she looks beautiful. She works, she pays a lot of money to a personal trainer and to go work out and she looks, you know, good, but, and she spends all this money on makeup, but the internal person is so sad and so upset because they're not thinking about the present decisions that can make impacts for their future. 
You know, same with my, my guy friend. He's thinking because his dad didn't always give him approval, achieving these great physical feats like Spartan races. If you've ever done it, man, my hat off to you. It's no easy feat and it takes months, sometimes years of training to get those through those obstacles and to be a competitive athlete doing that. Oh man, you got, I mean, I'm 46 years old and uh, at this current time, I'm not able to do that, but I admire those. So the two examples are, you know, their acceptance was dependent on someone, you know, being saying you're good. I love you. You know, I'm going to take care of you or I'm going to take care of this. You're good enough. You're always good enough. It's like you're putting, you really like taking a gun, you know, a revolver and playing Russian roulette with yourself, you know, but the thing is, is that a lot of times people are pulling triggers and there aren't blanks and they're killing themselves emotionally. So take time to forgive yourself. So we're going to take a brief break and we're going to talk about, um, I've been watching this guy named Pat Flint on Pat Flynn on YouTube. And, um, we're going to talk a little bit about podcasting. So stay tuned. Okay. So we're back again. So I've been obviously listening on YouTube, how to develop my podcast to be better, to be better. Um, I've been looking at other avenues and how I can make some income, um, on the doing podcasting. So, um, Pat Flynn produced a, a couple episodes that really caught my attention, but the most recent was nine ways to make money podcasting by Pat Flynn. Um, the first is advertising. Well, a lot of us here on anchor are doing our advertising. Some are doing brand lists. Some are doing anchor only. Some are doing flipboard. I did pocket cast for a little while. Then that just kind of expired and I haven't heard anything else for another commercial. So that is one small way through anchor that you can make money. Um, and listen to, uh, the fried Oreo. And he was talking, he's been talking a lot about, um, how to monetize in your station, placing your advertisements or commercials in the right place is definitely a very valuable asset and sampling. And like I said, so here are some of the ways that, um, nine ways that you can make money advertising. So you may have made making commercials, um, physical products, making commercials about products that you're using currently, right? Companies, you know, and tell them, Hey, I'm using your product. It's working out great for me. Would you mind? Uh, I'm interested in, you know, advertising your, your product line and what I'm doing and what I'm doing it with and would it be okay? Oh, you know, just discuss an amount, um, affiliated products or affiliated marketing. That's kind of like going back to the previous one I was just talking about. So there could be physical products, machinery, digital machinery. Um, there could be software, um, and so on and so forth. Then there's, um, another one called, uh, Patreon. Um, this is a website where kind of like GoFundMe, you can tell people that, Hey, you like my stuff, go to my Patreon account and, and drop a dollar or two. Now anchor does offer that exact thing. If you want to receive any money for your podcasting, but the thing is, is they're going to take a percentage of it. I think it's like 30% of whatever you make, they're going to take. 
products, and that's advertising and monetizing. I'm not quite fully assured, but um, definitely, um, you know, something that you need to pay attention to. So um, getting the most bang for your buck is really going to matter. Um, coaching, you know, you can make money on, say like you are not an expert, but you're a good person who's practiced some good, really good things on life. You can offer your coaching services like, okay, what, you know, um, right now I see there is a need for, um, coaches in podcasting and there's a growing trend right now. People making episodes on YouTube and, and, uh, podcasting of, uh, podcasting courses that you can take what you can do and what, what needs to be done. Um, you know, if you're famous or let's just say you've gotten so much notoriety and you got so many people, so maybe you can offer, um, hosting your own live events. So that was something that Pat was mentioning and I got to give him credit for this. Um, that he was saying, you know, Hey, hosting your own live events can matter, you know, um, even the next category services, say like you're offering a service, coaching could have been one of them. Um, product marketing could be another, like what you think. So you could be an influencer in some fashion if you've got enough followers and, and it's not saying that you can't be, um, writing and selling your own eBooks, you know, like one of the things I learned from Pat and I really found it valuable is that you could, I'm going to have to give one particular podcaster a lot of credit for this. Larry G. McGuire um, has made the Artist Manifesto. That's his own personal writing. It's an ebook that you can download, I believe, for free or on Amazon. Um, and he talks about it in his podcast, and that's definitely a good thing. So selling, you can also be somewhat of an authority as well as you're, you know, going towards your podcasting. So say like you're really good at how to make beer or how to make edibles, uh, whatever, or making blankets, uh, even fantasy football, you know, um, offering these, um, books, how to, or say like you want to develop your own food truck. Great pro. I mean, Pat does that and he's, he's succeeded. So it's like, you're making, um, other avenues for people to pay attention to your podcast because people will listen to you, then want to go read your material, then come back to listening. And then they kind of um, figure out their own formula for that. So um, another one would be public speaking. See, there are some podcasters that are so good. They're speakers. They're experts. So um, definitely check out uh, Pat Flynn on YouTube. Um, I want to give him a personal shout out. I'm going to actually write him an email later on and talk about exactly that. I'm going to email him about how I mentioned him and see how I can network and further my own, my own, uh, station. Um, I've gotten a few listens lately, um, a lot less. And I think that's accredited to, um, you know, not me, not making as much material. So I apologize if, if I've not been as consistent lately, but the thing is, is, one of my most important thing is taking care of myself, taking care of my podcast. I'm not just re recording episodes just for shits and giggles um, or just making anything off my mind. I do take time to think this out. And that's one of my suggestions. If you're getting into podcasting, take time to record your material, edit a little bit, listen to yourself a few times. Don't be overcritical 
and enjoy the process. Now, just remember to be a podcaster, you don't have to have the most expensive equipment or a microphone. You don't need the most expensive computer. You can use it just your phone, you know, say like you have an iPhone and you need those earbuds, you know, um, you can use that in the microphone. You know, it really doesn't matter, but, um, just remember recording your podcast in a quiet space where you're uninterrupted. Try not to do it from the road. I did that. I, I got a lot of feedback that, Hey, I can't hear you, Jason or whatever. So take that in consideration. Well, that's all the time that I do have for this particular episode. I need to get to work and, um, I just wanted to take personal time. So thank you all for listening to good vibes of Jason B. If you have not um, joined Anchor yet, I highly suggest it. If you want to leave a voicemail, even better. Um, There are a couple other um, avenues that I can suggest. I'm going to leave in the details of this particular episode. You can email me at goodvibesjasonb at gmail.com. You can also look at, um, there's another uh, podcasting forum, Breaker. you can leave reviews. You can like the episode. You can be a subscriber. You can leave a comment and I'm going to see that, you know, so, um, whatever means you feel, um, possible. Thank you so much for listening. You all have a great and phenomenal day. What's up, Jason B. Hope you're having a wonderful time. I'm pretty sure you're listening and doing other things as you are a very busy man. I don't even know how you have the time to make a show, but I am so appreciative of everything that you do. And I want to let you know that I'm shouting you out tonight on my show. So stop on by, grab you some good music. I promise I'll play your favorite song and I'll talk to you soon. Peace. I'm out. So, yes. Thank you for the mention. And yes, if anybody wants to come on over and send me questions or listen to any of the meditations that I do have available on my show, you are welcome to come on over for a listen. I did provide a meditation the other day, in fact, that Tony Robbins did with us. So much of his teachings are are what I'm talking about too. And it's just so wonderful because there are so many voices out there all speaking so much great truth, the collective consciousness, all that kind of great stuff, whatever you want to call it. Napoleon Hill, by the way, think and grow rich. I just picked it up at the library the other day. For years, people have been mentioning it to me and I've ignored it. Tony Robbins mentioned it. And then Jojo Ray, she has a new station out here where she is talking about different books. They're going to be doing like a book club kind of discussion thing about think and grow rich is the first book, by the way. So anyway, I'll let you go. I'm going to be diving into some prana type meditation soon, by the way, which is focused on your breathing. Prana is the breath of life. So I just wanted to mention for anyone out there that's trying to get into a meditative state, sometimes it helps a lot to count. One, two, three on the inhale. One, two, three, holding, not breathing at all between breaths, really enjoying the stillness of no breathing at all. One, two, three, inhale, one, two, three, hold, one, two, three, exhale, one, two, three, hold. 
at the top and the bottom of the breath. It helps to count like counting sheep to relax. Bye.